0: or you can find us at our website, medorachurch.com. It is our prayer that today's message inspires you, encourages you, and that the kingdom of God is advanced in your life. Let's get right to the word of the Lord today. God is faithful. God is faithful. I want to direct your attention today to the book of Psalms, chapter 84. And brother David, I want to begin with verse four down through seven. I'll be jumping around a little bit here today, but uh, we want to get into the Word of the Lord, Psalm eighty-four and verse four. Blessed are they that dwell in thy house; they will still, they will be still praising thee, Selah. Amen. Verse five says, "Blessed is the man whose strength is in thee, in whose heart." are the ways of them who passing through the valley of beca make it a well the rain also filleth the pools they go from strength to strength every one of them in zion appeareth before the lord i want to talk to you this morning about victory in the valley victory in the valley amen say that with me victory in the valley Heavenly Father, we come before you. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for this opportunity today. Lord, I ask, Heavenly Father, for your anointing to flow, Lord, through the the form of media that we are so blessed to have today. Reach out to souls. Reach out to our MPC family. Lord, that during this time that we have gone exclusively online, I pray, Lord, you would touch our family. Bless them, Lord. Now, those that are watching, God, that may be coming from wherever, would you touch them as well? In Jesus' name, amen. You know, valleys come in all shapes and sizes. We know that they are marked as a place between two mountains or hills, valleys fill the geographical landscape of Palestine around where Israel lived. Valleys can be deep canyons or they can be gorges between two points, two hills, two mountains. They can even be deep ravines or narrow ravines or wide plains, a a wide distance between the hills. The deepest valley I found out is, is in Tibet and is recorded to be 17,676 feet deep. That's a pretty big size valley. The National Geographic states that valleys are depressed areas of land, scoured and washed out by the conspiring forces of gravity, water, and ice. Some valleys are majestically beautiful, I remember when we lived in North Carolina, traveling back home uh, to North Carolina, we would top that one uh, mountain that comes right into the North Carolina area. Such a beautiful, you could see for miles. Beautiful, beautiful. Some valleys are beautiful and some valleys are barren and not so beautiful. We find that valleys in the Bible often carry a negative connotation. The Valley of Hinnom was the valley where horrible things happened. It was infamous for its idolatry and its evil practice. It was the place where human sacrifices were carried out. Jeremiah, matter of fact, renamed the Valley of Hinnom the Valley of Slaughter. The Valley of Slaughter. Valleys are known as the place where one's herds are fed and Isaiah writes about that. There's also a place of valleys is a place of vision. Isaiah 22 and Ezekiel 3. You remember the valley of dry bones? A place where restoration could take place, but it was a valley full of dry bones. Valleys are where flowers bloom and food is harvested, planted and harvested. The Song of Solomon writes: blossoms in the valley, and the nuts of orchards and vineyards and pomegranates, all beautiful in the valley. Isaiah speaks of reaping grain in the valley of Rephraim. Valleys were also the place where battles were fought and won. Joshua, a man, that was fighting a battle in the valley of Agilon, where he said, sun stand still, moon stand still. Amen. And God brought the victory in the valley of Agilon. We also see that Barak in Judges 5 led the armies of the Lord to victory in a valley. Gideon fought the Midianites in a valley with only 300 warriors. And you remember the valley of Elah, that is where David met Goliath. Valleys are interesting places. We humans have equated the mountaintop experience as a spiritual high. Woo, been on the mountain, and that's great. Subsequently, we have seen valleys as symbolizing our trials and our tests and difficulties. Singer-songwriter Dottie Rambo wrote a song about the metaphor of life living and experienced in the valley. Uh, She expressed the value of a valley when she wrote in her song, in the valley, he restores my soul. I love these lyrics. When I'm low in spirit, I cry, Lord, lift me up. I want to go higher with thee, but nothing grows high on a mountain. So he picked out a valley. For me, he leads me beside still waters, somewhere in the valley below. He draws me aside to be tested and tried, for in the valley he restores my soul. The psalm before us today pictures for us a valley by the name of Baca. And to get the understanding and the connotation of what's going on here, let's talk about this psalm for just a little bit. Commentators believe that Psalm 84 was composed while a writer who was writing it was in exile and could not get to the sanctuary. It was probably David and was written in perhaps the time that he had to flee Jerusalem because of the rebellion of Absalom. And he had gotten kicked out of Jerusalem and he was on the run. He could not get back to the city. He could not get back to the palace. And he could not get back to the tabernacle. That was, that was his that he constructed. We find that uh, he laments The experience when he says, oh, I long for this courts, I long for the house of God being removed from the throne throne by his son Absalom was not what pained David. He wasn't longing to eat at the king's table with the food prepared by the king's chef. He was not longing for the rooms of his palace and the finer things of the palace, but he longed to worship in the house of his Lord, he was evicted from the city that he had built, driven from the tabernacle that he had erected, driven out by a rebellious son, barred from going to the house of the Lord. He's mourning the loss of his dignity. Now David sits with his soul only longing for the house of God, and and and, and, and he writes how amiable. How beloved are thy tabernacles, O Lord of hosts, in verse 1. How amiable. How how beloved are thy tabernacles, O Lord of hosts. In verse 2, Psalm 84 and 2, he said, My soul, my soul longeth, yea, even fainteth for the courts of the Lord. Amen. He was, in, in essence, like you today and like me, unable to get to the house of God. But there was such a longing and a passion inside of him, he said, My, my soul's feigning. My soul is fainting. I long for the courts. I long for the house of God. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Yea, the sparrow. It's interesting that he writes in verse 3, The sparrow hath found a house, and the swallow a nest for herself. Where she may lay her young, even thy altars, O Lord of hosts, my king and my God. You find that David is saying, I- I'm a little jealous. I'm a little jealous of the bird that's made its nest at the house of the Lord. I long to be in that place. I long to be in your presence. I long to be in your presence, Lord. I long to be in your presence. How amiable are your tabernacles? It is a plural estimation here, so he's talking about not just a single building, but rather the entrance, the altar, the laver, the holy place, the table of shoe bread, the candlestick, the altar of incense the holy of holies the ark of the covenant a man he was longing for the things of god at his tabernacle where he could not go how beloved was every aspect of the house of god You see, the house of God where divine connection takes place. The house of God is where repentance and cleansing takes place. It's a place of prayer, a place of praise. It's a place of fellowship. It is a place of instruction and exhortation. The word is there. The blood is there. The name is there. Illumination is there. The presence of the Lord is there. It is in this place where God said he would meet his people. People, and David could not get there as he wanted to. How amiable Lord are your tabernacles. I want to ask you today, though my message will go in a different direction in a few minutes, but I want to ask you today, do you long for the house of God? Do you long for the presence of the Lord? I'm not just talking about being in service here. I'm talking about you being a a temple of God, being in the presence of God. Do you long to have communion with him? Do you long to have fellowship with him? Do you long to have fellowship with your brothers and sisters in Christ there ought to be something that drives us that when life throws us a trouble or a trial or a test if I could just get to the house of the Lord if I could just get to the presence of God there would be something different that would take place I I told myself I'm just going to talk to you today I told myself I wouldn't get all bent out of shape and and get all loud and everything and 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 I, I, I can't help it I love the house of God I am thankful Uh, people say pastor that's your job pastor that's your responsibility no I've learned I've lived a little while now and I've learned I can't make it without his presence I can't make it without his presence I need the tabernacle of God I need the presence of the Lord my heart longs for it my flesh cries out for the living God Amen. Then he says, He is the Lord of hosts. The Lord, He's victorious. Somebody say, The Lord leads a victorious, victorious army. Victorious. He's my King and my God. Let's go back to verse four that we opened up with here this morning. Blessed are they that dwell in thy house. They will be still praising thee. There is a passion here of those that are dwelling, maintaining, staying in connection with God. They're gonna be praising him. The closer you get to God, the more your lips will begin to praise and give him thanks. I wanna tell you today, that's where God wants you to be, in his presence, praising him. Verse five, blessed is the man whose strength is in thee. David is saying, I can't get to the house of the Lord. I can't make it to the house of God. Absalom and my, because of my, it was David's responsibility that, that in reason that Absalom rose to rebellious prominence because it was David that slept with Bathsheba, killed Uriah and God judged him. And part of the, 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 the consequence of this, though David had repented, though David had given his heart completely to God, he is now suffering the consequence. And he says, blessed is the man whose strength is in thee. I am away from where I ought to be in the house of the Lord. I can't get there, but Lord, I need your strength. I'm not where I ought to be, but Lord, I need your strength. Lord, I'm going through something. And it says, In whose heart are the ways of them? What does that mean? That those that are looking to God, wanting to be in his presence, are following their heart is after the ways of God. The ways of the Lord. It's a journey. Say it's a journey. Turn to somebody if you're right close to them and say, It's a journey. And then, verse six: Who passeth through the valley of Baca, make it a well; the rain also filleth the pools. You've heard this preached before, but the valley of Baca means weeping, the valley of bitterness. The valley of crying, the valley of tears, if you please. It's a valley where, where grief hits. It's a valley where test comes. It's a valley where trouble shows up. It's a valley that hurts. It's a valley that where mourning and grief begins to come our way. And it's a valley of bitterness. You see, this is the journey. This is the journey of the traveler that is wanting to get to the house of God. And he had to go through Baca to get to the house of God. He had had to go through this place of weeping. But what he did in that valley is staggering. Amen. During that time of mourning, you're to pass through. Somebody realize this today. You pass through the valley of weeping. You don't make a home there. You don't build a dwelling there. You don't make that your final destination. You may be in great distress, but it's not the end. Amen. You may be in great pain, but that's not your destiny. Amen. What can you do? Well, the writer says he began to dig wells. He began to dig wells. He dug down. Amen. Not that he was digging down for water, but rather he was preparing for God to do what he could not do. Amen. He dug wells, but it was the rain from heaven that filled it. It's the rain of heaven. I want to tell there are times that you are going to have to believe that your praise is digging a well, that your prayer is digging a well, that your faith is digging a well in your weeping time, that God wants to fill with a great pool of his blessings. That journey, that person journeying to the Lord to his presence, verse 7 says, they go from strength to strength. <laughs> They go from strength to strength. You ought to tell your soul right now, I'm getting stronger. I've been going through this COVID mess and all of this for for, uh, getting close to a year. Amen. But I'm going from strength to strength. Is anybody stronger now in your faith than what you were in March of last year? Are you stronger now? Or have you allowed COVID to distract you from the house of God? Have you allowed the calamities of our times to distract you from the house of God? I choose, I want to go from strength to strength. I'll build a well of faith and allow God to fill it with his blessings that I may go from strength to strength strength, from strength to strength. Amen. You're stronger than you think, my friend. You're stronger than you think even the weakest one among us the person who may feel like that you're the weakest among us today if you are in the presence of God if your passion is after God and the things of God and the principles of God you are stronger than the strongest adversary you may face you're stronger than your trial you're stronger than your test amen you will have victory in your valley if you'll do what God said and don't build a house there but rather realize you're Passing through your time of mourning is not anything but a valley. You're going to go through it, amen, and God is going to lead you through it in Jesus' name. (laughs) In Jesus' name. Then the psalmist moves from the declaration of victory in the valley of Baca, victory in the valley of weeping. And then he begins to pray, O Lord of hosts, verse 8, O Lord of hosts, that means the God of armies, victorious armies, O Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer, give ear, O God of Jacob, Selah, behold, O God, our shield, and look upon the face of thine anointed, for a day in thy courts is better than a thousand i had rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. For us today, the, the, the application is this. It's not about this building. Oh, thank God for our building. Amen. Thank God for our building. Thank God for being able to meet together. Amen. Thank God for a church family that comes together. Thank God for last weekend's revival. Thank God for the move of the Holy Ghost. I know God knew we needed it, but I wanted to tell you, this scripture is about being in the presence of God. For a day in your presence is better than a thousand anything. It's better than a thousand what? He didn't have to fill that sentence because there is no other thing that can beat it. A day, a moment is better than a thousand as a song says elsewhere. Being a doorkeeper, being a doorkeeper in the house of my God, he said, I'd rather do that than dwell in the tents of wickedness. Oh, prosperity. Looks like they got it all together. Looks like they got all their act together. Looks like everything is fine. Well, you look beyond the facade and you'll find people today that are miserable, that are tired. Lord, help them. Amen. What is he saying? I want to get in the presence of the Lord. Your victory in your valley is the presence of the Lord. Your victory in your valley is touching God in that moment. Amen. For he said in verse 11, for the Lord God is Son and shield. (laughs) He's my source and my protector. He is my direct source and my protector. The Lord will give, look at this, grace, and the Lord will give grace and glory. Grace and glory. Grace, favor, and honor. Favor and glory. God says, I'm going to give you this where? In your valley. I'm going to give you grace and glory in your valley. Amen. You might be weeping today over a loved one that is lost, but I want to promise you today, you get to the presence of the Lord, you'll find grace and glory. You'll find grace and glory. Don't run from God, run to God. Amen. He is the one that can help you and sustain you. He goes on to say in verse 11, no good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. The Lord's going to give me grace and glory. He's my son and shield, and he is going to not withhold anything from me. Oh, I'm getting through my valley. I'm getting through my valley today. I'm going to move forward through this valley. In verse 12, he says, oh, Lord of hosts, Blessed is the man that trusteth in thee. I want to tell you, amen, as God has moved upon many in our congregation over the last few months and we have seen miracles of healing healing of cancer healing of disease and sickness hallelujah to those that are battling something right now I want to tell you trust him trust him God will bring you through God will bring you through God will bring you through don't set up your tent in the valley of weeping don't set up your house in a place of bitterness amen but rather say I am I am going through. I know there's not a verse of scripture that says this too will pass. That that doesn't exist. But how about this? I will pass through Baca. I will pass through. I will pass through. (laughs) Amen. There was a time in Israel's history in 1 Kings chapter 20 and verse 28, we find the setting there that the man of God came to the king of Israel, and this is what he said. Because the Syrians have said, they have said, this is what the enemy said. The Lord is God of the hills, but he's not of the valleys. Therefore, will I deliver all this great multitude in thy hand, and you shall know that I am the Lord. Hey, the devil wants to make you feel like he's only God of the mountain. He's only God when you're feeling good and things are going good, when things are all right with you and and but no, he is the God of the hills and the valleys. <laughs> Shut up, devil. I'm not listening to that mess. And he's only God if when I I got everything going good. No, he's in my darkest valleys. You know, the psalmist wrote and said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. You know, what is a shadow? What is a shadow? It's nothing. Shadows can't touch you. Shadows can't grab you. Shadows cannot... Uh, get a hold of you. Shadows cannot hurt you. They can only try to intimidate you. I want you to realize today, if you're going through the valley of the shadow of death, you don't have to feel evil because he said, I will be with you. I will be with you. There's victory in your valley today. Let me talk to someone that's out of the presence of God, out of the will of God, and you want the Lord. Why don't you repent today? Why don't you get right with God? Why don't you do as Jesus said to the woman that was caught in adultery, and and, and her accusers left her, leaving only Jesus and the woman. And he says, neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. You can't live in sin and expect God to bless you. You can't live in sin and expect the favor of God the lord that's not he not how it works but rather it's about repentance and turning to god and forsaking sin and standing right with god then we can find his true protection and peace in the valley of Baca, in the valley of weeping in the valley of the shadow of death i don't know how much longer we will be having to do things like this and Stop and go online. And I don't know how much longer we're going to have to deal with this pandemic and the spirit of fear that is in us. But I can tell you this regardless of how long this valley is or how deep this valley is, He's the God of the hills and the God of the valleys. The song says, The God on the mountain is still God in the valley. When things go wrong, He makes it right. So today, I want to implore you, why don't you find God? You say... Brother Gill, I'm disconnected. Somebody may be watching right now from other states or other parts of the country, and you say, I I, I don't have a church to get to. Well, I want to tell you, you can find him by digging a well of faith and saying, I trust you, God, to get me through this grief. I trust you, God, to get me through this bitterness. I trust you, God, to get me through this pandemic, and I am going to dig a well of faith and let you feel it, but I'm going to pass through this I'm going to get through this in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to the MPC podcast. We trust that today's message has inspired you, encouraged you, and strengthened you in the Lord. We would like to invite you to join us again by simply subscribing to our podcast and we encourage you to write a review if it has been a blessing to you. Again, you can find us at medorachurch.com to learn more about our ministry.